So uh, today we are going to be talking about social media, which you would have seen on our social media. Um, yeah, but this is a pretty relevant topic, you know, um, especially with the social dilemma coming out on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I only watched it pretty recently, but yeah, it just sort of makes you think about, you know, social media, how much it's controlling us. Um, but yeah, even just with lockdown, um, I personally found I've been spending so much more time on social media. It's like the only thing that we have to connect to the outside world. Um, yeah, but even, even then it's social media, it's part of our life. It's, it'd be really rare to come across someone who isn't connected on social media in some way. Um, so yeah, we're just going to talk a bit about it, how it affects our lives and, um, our relationship with God. So yeah, the panel will be me, Mary and Sarah. Um, and so we're just going to be having a little chat. Um, I guess we'll just start then and talk a little bit about what each of our experience has been with social media, just an overview. What's your experience with social media? Okay, I'll jump right in. So um, it says my internet connection is unstable. So just like signal at me if you can't hear what I'm saying. But um, personally, uh, I guess being in generation uh, I don't know what generation I'm in, but I was born in 1989. So I didn't grow up having access to social media. The closest thing we had was in late high school, there was MSN Messenger. And that was all the rage at the time. Um, but I remember that in year 12, uh, Facebook was becoming quite popular. And I remember thinking it was really lame because all my teachers were using it. It was like what old lame people did. So I wasn't really interested. Um, and then in the following years, I eventually got a Facebook account. And now I use it a lot. Like I would say I go on it every day, not to connect with my friends or like see what they're doing in their lives, but to join different groups. There's all these groups on Facebook that you can join. So at the moment I'm, I'm part of a breastfeeding group for mums and I'm part of a general like parenting group um, as well. And I actually really find it a positive like community experience. That's what I use social media for. How about you, Mary? Well, my experiences are quite different. Um, as a Gen Z, we're, we're famous for being on social media. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, since I've since I was maybe like 12, my phone's been attached to my hand and it's not the best thing, but um, that's just how it is. And it kind of feels like if you're not on your phone, you're not connected and you're mm -hmm. out of the loop and you're kind of almost an outcast. And, and it sounds dramatic, but that's really how it feels sometimes. And um, yeah, I think now I try to stay away from the things on social media that can be quite negative, but um of course, there are ways that it affects us that we're not realizing, and that's what we're going to get into tonight. Mm -hmm. But yeah. <laughs> um, for me, yeah, I'm probably similar to Mary. Around 12, that was like Instagram was um, the new thing and Snapchat and everything. So that's when I started getting on social media. Yeah. And since then, I've just been like, I guess, rotating between um, the different platforms. I got Facebook pretty late, but yeah, I'd say I probably go on it every day as well. Um, it almost feels like a routine. Like when I wake up, I have to 
check what's going on on all the um, like different platforms just to see what everybody's up to. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I use every single day. Um, but, you know, I think that there's different periods of my life where I'm more and less addicted to social media, I guess, depending on what's going on in my life, especially around like exam times. I usually try and delete the apps off my phone so that I'm not distracted by them. Um, but yeah, I guess the busier that my life is, the less that I'm going on social media because I have my own life to attend to. Um, but yeah, so for right now when there's not a lot going on, that's what I'm using to fill up my time. Um, recently got very into TikTok and um, that was a definite phase in my life. But yeah, I'm glad that that's over. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess the next thing to sort of think about is um, how do you think what we see on social media affects us? Um, I guess it kind of wires our brains differently. Um, whether we realize it or not, it's something I was saying to you guys earlier in the week. It's kind of like what you consume is what fills your brain. And even if you're not being intentional about it, that's just how it is. Like being a kid, when you'd listen to like a lot of um, music that was like really filled with swearing, that's kind of like what your vocabulary becomes, even if it's not what you want it to be. And I think um the more time we spend on social media um i guess we just kind of become more concerned with things that don't really have much meaning we become more concerned with like if it's not how we look it's like um our achievements at school or like uh how much money we have or how much success we have there's just always something that um we're going to start chasing after because of what we're seeing on social media and it just affects on how we perceive others and how we perceive ourselves so that's one thing, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think that social media, the way it's used today, distorts reality in many ways. And something I was reflecting on um, in preparation for this discussion is that it's so, it's such an intelligent platform and medium in that it curates things to cater to your particular desires. So, you know, you could be, I, th I guess the typical social media user, and I'm gonna focus on Instagram um, because I know it's really popular. The people who are posting um, pictures of themselves and pictures of stuff they own and pictures of where they've been and pictures of what they eat. And it's, you know, it's like a, it's like a recording of the highlights their own lives and I feel like sometimes when we use apps like that what we're doing is looking at people who seem to be living like life to the fullest or living out their purpose and that's really attractive that's really attractive to us um, so it's easy to get sucked into that it's easy to compare your own life to the lives that other people are putting on for the world to see um, and I think that's really addictive and if you're a serial poster on social media, um, then you're, there must be something there that it's filling for you as you consume it. Yeah, for sure. I think that like what we see on it, like you both were saying, is what goes into our heads. Um, and yeah, people put their lives up on social media um, and it is pretty much only the good stuff. But 
Um, you know, the other thing that I sort of think on social media a lot, especially nowadays, people share their opinions so much on social media. That is like the place to go if you want to vent or if you, um, there's like a social justice issue that you want to talk about, you're going to um, say your opinion on that there and you're, you're going to find so many different opinions and people's beliefs and how they're running their lives and how they think um, the right thing to do is. And I guess with all of that sort of clouding um, our judgments and coming into our brain all the time, it can be hard to focus on the truth, on, on God's truth, when we're constantly bombarded with the truth that everybody else believes. Um, it's hard to sort of like sift through it all and know what's actually real. Um, yeah, and so I think that the more that we see of the world, the the less that we see of God. Um, you know, the, the verse in Romans 12, verse 2, that says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A classic verse. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, the more that you see of the world, the more that that's going to be what's inside you and what's in your brain, stimulating your brain all the time. And that's ultimately what's going to come out in your life as well. Um, you know, the other verse that, I was thinking of is Proverbs 4.23, which says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Um, and I think that that's just so important because yeah, like Mary was saying, we, even if we don't realize it, whatever we're watching and consuming, that's just, it's coming straight into our brains and into our hearts. And you know, how else are we supposed to respond to that stuff, but pour that stuff right back out. Um, and you know, social media, it's not always bad things that you're seeing on there. And I'm sure that there's good things to be taken away from it. But there's definitely um, stuff that is not in line with the lives that we should be living. Um, yeah, so I guess then the next thing to think about, um, we've all sort of talked about our um, slight addictions to social media um, and the way that it can sort of become an idol in our lives. Um, and I guess what, what would be the next thing to consider is um, how does that affect our relationship with God, with social media as an idol? Yeah, great question. I think that it's easy to consume social media mindlessly I think that I'm personally I was really convicted just even looking into this topic in preparation for tonight I will wake up in the morning and the first thing I want to do is check my notifications and and I'm a really boring social media user I don't really post I just like to stalk other people or uh, products or you know advice groups things like that um, but it's still even though that's harmless it's something that fills my soul, as you both have mentioned, and it's something that is becoming a habit to the point where I don't know if I could let go of it if I wanted to. I don't know if I could just switch off and live without social media. Um, and that's worrying. That, that is a bit of a red flag for me, and that tells me that it could be becoming an idol if I can't separate myself from it and if I can't put God before it. Um, and specifically in, you know, I want to honour God with my time and how I'm using it. If I can't do that, then there's a problem. 
Um, and I, I think that something that, because, I mean, you mentioned it's not always an evil platform, right? Like it's, there's good and bad things you can do on social media and there's good and bad um, outcomes from using social media. But even, even the good that comes from social media, I think is, um, it's, it's almost like a, oh, how do I put this? It's like, it's insidious because it can just creep up and take away your focus from God's purpose for your life and for your time. And I'm thinking of the passage in, I think it's is it Luke. I'll just look it up. Yeah, Luke 10, 38. And it's the story of Martha and Mary. Um, and it's, you know, it's very famous. I'm sure we've all heard of it. And um, basically the the gist of this the tale is that Martha is focused, busy serving all these guests who come to her house to hear Jesus speak. And Mary, her sister, has chosen what, what Jesus calls the good thing which won't be taken away from her. And that is just to sit at the feet of Jesus. And for me, you know, that, that lesson applies to so many different areas of my life, but in particular social media, when it becomes a distraction, when it becomes um, busy time that is not actually beneficial in the way that sitting at the feet of Jesus is beneficial, then I'm wary and I am convicted that I need to pull back on that time that I'm spending on social media. So I think that's, that's, you know, how it can be an idol personally in my life. Yeah. I find that I like really relate to that as well. And it's become quite scary recently in that. I mean, I've kind of only become aware of it recently as well is that when it's like my time to go pray, like, I obviously need to put my phone down can't pray when I'm on my phone but sometimes I can really struggle to just get through those like 10-15 minutes where I'm meant to be sitting down and speaking to God I can sometimes find it really hard to get through that time without thinking oh I should just check my phone it's just out of habit now and I mean it's really worrying that it's something that's you know not even just throughout my day the empty moments throughout my day it's the time that I've designated for God and it's almost getting in the way of that too so I mean clear sign that there needs to be some space between me and my phone and um or me and social media and I mean on top of that as well like if I'm not giving God the time not only to speak to him but to sit in silence and to listen to him then I mean I'm not giving him room to move in my life I mean I can't expect anything from God if I'm putting this phone or like this, like putting Facebook before him and expecting to find fulfillment or happiness or just whatever through there. It's, it's not going to happen if I'm not giving him the space and the room to move in my life. Um, so yeah, a bit of a wake up call, but <laughs> definitely something I need to be more wary of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely resonate with that where I feel like I have to be or I feel like I am on my phone all the time. There's never like a quiet moment. And I think that it's almost something that is unsettling to me whenever like I'm not doing something, if I'm, you know, not watching TV or doing um, like uni work or, you know, if I'm not occupying my time with something, then I have to be on my phone to fill up the rest of the time. It's the, the quietness that's sort of unsettling. Like I was saying, like you have to 
constantly be stimulated. And um, yeah, so we just fill up our lives with so much noise that like Mary was saying, there's no space for God. Um, and that sort of just reminds me of um, Elijah. If you want to check this out, it's in First Kings 19. Um, when he was on Mount Horeb after um, he challenged the Baal worshippers to see whose God would consume the offering with fire. Um, and, you know, God was like, okay, um, he was he's running away because they wanted to kill him. And God was like, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to speak to you. Um, and so Elijah was just waiting for God to come and God had just spoken um, using fire. And um, we see there's the powerful wind that comes and then there's an earthquake and there's a fire again. But God's not in any of those. God was in the gentle whisper. Um, and I'm obviously not saying that God can't speak through all those things because he just spoke through the fire. Um, but I think it just goes to show that there is value in quietness and in the gentle whisper. Um, yeah. And like Mary was saying, I just, yeah, it's, we can't be constantly filling our lives with noise and like pushing God out in that way. Um, and then we can't expect to hear God when he does speak in the whisper. Um, yeah, that's definitely something that, um, you know, that I'm personally convicted by because I'm just always with my phone. If I'm, you know, going from just one room to another inside my house, I feel like I have to take my phone with me. Um, and there's not even like a spare second for me to think, to be quiet um, and to hear from God. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess the we've talked a little bit about how social media can negatively affect us. Um, yeah, we can talk a little bit more about that. But I guess on that, do you think that those negative effects only apply to ourselves or do you, um, is there possibly negative effects for people around us as well? Um, I think, yes. I mean, definitely it does have an effect on the people around us as well. And um, the passage that I like thought of before um, was the 1 Corinthians 10, um, verse 23 to 24. And it says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Um, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And then in verse 31, it goes on to say, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So, I mean, like to the naked eye, sure. Um, spending your time on social media doesn't really hurt anyone but you because it's your time you're wasting or whatever. But um, we have to be careful about the fact that everything we do is setting setting an example to someone else um when i'm sitting on my phone all day and my like little sister sees that she thinks it's okay because i'm her older sister who much must be a lot wiser and if i'm doing that then it's probably okay so that's like one way that i'm can potentially be a stumbling block to her or um I mean, the classic example that old people love to use against us is that we're on the phone like so much that we don't see other people. Like we're sitting on the dinner table on our phones. We're not talking to each other. We're not having real human connection. And as much as it's like a cliche, it really is true. Um, there'll be times where I'm like out with my friends and I try not to be the one doing this, but sometimes I'm on the receiving end of it. And that's really hurtful as well. Like, um, sure, it's not making me want to pick up Actually, sometimes it does make me want to pick up my phone and go on it. But sure, that's not the direct consequence of it. But it's definitely not a way to show, you know, God's love to other people. Um, or, you know, 
I actually listened to the message that the youth received last year about social media. I listened to it yesterday. Um, and the speaker said something that was really interesting that I just didn't consider it from this lens, even though it's kind of obvious. And that social media as well, the way we use it, we're basically giving people a window into our lives. Um, you know, it's, it's the same as what you do when you're walking down the street and there are 30 people around. You're not going to go do something ridiculous because you're an ambassador for Christ. You're not going to do something ridiculous that's going to misrepresent you or more importantly, misrepresent God. And social media is the same way. We can use our social media in a way that's harmful to others or we can put stuff out there that's going to bless others and that's going to just, yeah, just be a positive influence. Um, and then like Emmy was saying as well, the more time we spend on social media, the more time we normalize the culture that um, it cultivates. So if you kind of want to break that, um, break that cycle, kind of have to step away from it a bit as well. So I guess just at the end of the day, it's thinking about being on our phones, spending time on it is oh, like being on social media. Is that the best way we can serve the people around us and show God's love to others? Yeah. Yeah. There's so, there's so many things that I want to say in response to that. Like this, I didn't realize I was so passionate about this subject, but one of the memories that comes to mind is a few years ago. Um, actually, this is before I got married. We went to the coffee club for Father's Day uh, in good old Knox Ozone back before coronavirus was a thing and we could hang out. Um, and the family sitting across from us were, it was the mom and the dad and then two kids. And I remember like looking at them and being fascinated by the fact that they were obviously there to celebrate their dad but it was only the two parents that were speaking and the two kids were just on their devices the entire time, like to the point where it was comical just watching it. And I remember thinking, oh, like I'd never, I'd never treat my dad like that or I'd never do that on a social occasion when I was celebrating somebody else. Um, fast forward to now and I'm married, I have a husband, I have a little baby and I find myself you know, I can, I can talk for, for a time to both of them. And then in any lull in the conversation, there's just kind of this silence descends and I have to feel it like Emmy mentioned and, you know, out comes my phone and I just think, Oh, what a hypocrite. <laughs> like you're doing the exact same thing. You're ignoring your family um, to jump online and look at strangers essentially who don't impact your life in any way. Um, and I think that, it's a real, like, I, I don't want social media to consume me to the point where I'm not serving those that God has put in. Um, and I, even, even more than that, I think that social media, um, the rise of social media is actually correlated with a rise in all sorts of miserable things. For example, suicide rates, in preteen girls, suicide rates in older teen girls, um, they have literally skyrocketed. I think the statistic is something like uh, in preteen girls in the last decade, um, suicide rates have increased by 150%, and it's directly linked to social media use and the rise of social media. And I think about my own daughter, and I, I don't want her to see me addicted to anything 
but especially not a platform that can cause such misery and can really um, rip through a person's identity and self-worth social media can if you if you use it that way and and something that you know i was surprised at was that we're really protective of um young people when it comes to mental health awareness and when it comes to alcoholism and drug use but when it comes to social media the same caution and the same boundaries are often not there and parents and and siblings and you know um people in authority they don't see the use of devices as harmful as any of those other things that I just mentioned. Um, and I feel like that's the deception of social media when it's used in the wrong way, um, is it gets past everyone's boundaries because it seems so harmless. Um, but clearly it's not if we're losing a whole demographic to suicide in numbers that we've not seen before. So, I don't remember what the question was, but I think that it definitely can cause negative experiences for, for others. If, if we're not being good stewards of social media, it can definitely, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm going to steal my husband's analogy about a fire, which actually comes from Song of Solomon. But the idea is that um, a fire can be a really healthy, helpful life-giving thing if you put it in a hearth in a fireplace on a stove um, if you use it to heat to cook to um, be hospitable but it can also become something extremely destructive and deadly and terrifying when it's a bushfire when it's out of control fire and i think that we've really got to have a look with a critical eye and, and ask the Holy Spirit to look with us at how we're using us affecting others, not just ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a really um, good point that we do need to be more aware of the effect that it's having because, um, you know, the social media use has been normalized, like you were saying, and even like our addictive habits on social media uh, are being normalized like it's normal for you to spend so much time on your phone and um looking at other people's lives and um yeah that's just sort of how we spend our day it's how we connect with other people now um but yeah that means that there's more danger of um when that fire does erupt and then you don't see that the negative impact that it is having um yeah like for for me personally you know i realized this when uh, I was on TikTok and I was on TikTok for a couple months. Um, it took me a while to get convinced to get it. Um, and then when I was on it, I was, I really was addicted to it and I never had noticed myself addicted to anything in any social media platform as much as I was um, to TikTok. It was literally a reflex for me to go on my phone and just click on it in like every wall of the day, I would just go and time would slip away from me. It would be, you know, I'd spent hours on it and it just like sucked my time and my attention so much. Um, and it was scary to see something like that. It's just an app. It's just like these, you know, videos that are a couple of seconds. Um, and it was taking up so much of my time and it was taking up so much of my attention. Um, I know this is really silly, but I would literally have TikTok sounds like in my head all day. Um, and that's what 
was controlling me. Um, and I had to realize that I had to realize that the fire was, you know, not a good thing. Um, and it just took me like one day to be like, okay, I'm going to like take control over this. I'm not going to let it control me anymore. Um, and just say, okay, I'm not going to go on it today. And then I didn't go back on it. Thank God. <laughs> um, so it was a good clean break from it, but I just think that, yeah, that behavior that's gotten so normalized is unhealthy for everyone for to get in a group of people where um, social media is just so normal and being addicted to it is so normal that you can't see the dangers when they do come. Um, and I guess as well as that, the other thing, um, if you've ever hung out with me when <laughs> I'm on my phone, I'm not the best multitasker. I get consumed by things so easily. So I'll be on my phone and I will have like no attention to whatever's going around me. Um, someone will speak to me and I'll have no idea what's going on. Um, the other day I was just on my phone. I wasn't even doing anything important. I think I was just scrolling. Um, and yeah, I was in a room with my family and my sister was next to me and she was like doing work, um, listening to music, doing all this stuff. And she was like talking to me about something that my parents had just said. I was like, what? Like I had no idea what was going on. I was completely consumed. Um, and I know that that's sort of a, a silly example, but it is alienating in that way that, you know, I've, I'm sitting with my family. They're like a meter away from me. That's allowed because they're my family. So it's okay. Um, yeah. And, and I'm so disconnected from them. Um, yeah. And so I think that like Mary was saying, it's a waste of the time and um, I guess people and opportunities that we have when we're just sucked into our phones and social media and things that aren't that relevant to our lives. Like um, Sarah was saying, they're just randoms on a screen. Um, yeah. Um, I guess we've trash talked social media quite a bit. Um, so what is the right way to use social media if we can redeem it now? <laughs> um, I guess social media like most things has its place and its purpose and yes we have trash talked it but it definitely has its place in our lives and I think if well one of the things that quarantine has showed us is how helpful it can be because I personally don't know what I would be doing if I had just spent the last however many months like six months at home with no way to like easily talk to other people so it definitely has its place and its purpose and we can use it to connect with others. Um, like I was saying, to bless others. It's a great way to stay connected um, and catch up with people. But um, yeah, I guess just being really careful of the time that we're spending on it. Um, I had this verse written down from, oh, two verses from Ephesians. It's five, uh, chapter five to verses 15 to 17. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, we don't have much time on this earth <laughs> as like I, I, everyone says it. And it's a bit of a scary thought, but it's true. We really don't have much time. And if we're going to spend every moment of it, um, on something like social media we've just wasted it there's there's so much more that we could be doing with it um so yeah i think just being really wary of that being really intentional with the time that you spend 
on social media is really important as well. Um, and praying for clarity, really, because I know because social media has become so normal, it almost seems silly to say like, oh, like pray to God and say like, show me how I can use Facebook today. But I mean, there's nothing too small or too big to pray about to God. Everything, like everything in our life, we should be surrendering to him. And this is one of those things that we should be asking for um, guidance and wisdom in, you know, engaging with it. Um, and I guess just as Philippians 4.8 says, very popular uh, verse, part of it was even Emmy's Instagram bio for a while. Um, finally, um, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I think most of the times the th- most of the time the things we find on social media aren't fulfilling this criteria. <laughs> so just taking a step back when needed and being really intentional. And yeah, I'm just repeating myself now. Just be careful. <laughs> yeah, I second that. Be careful. Be aware of why you're on social media. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, if you're finding yourself drawn to it because your life feels empty and meaningless and you're lonely um, and you, you find value in um, the instant feedback you get when you post a selfie, a quick selfie um, or a picture of, you know, your new shoes or whatever it is, then reevaluate why that is, why, you know, why you need it in your life so badly um, and take it to God and, and ask him to show you the true state of your heart um, in connection with it. I don't, I'm not an advocate of extreme, so I wouldn't say, you know, you need to delete every app tomorrow um, if you think that you're addicted to it. Um, you can certainly, like if you feel convicted that that's the only thing you can do, like Amy had to get it off TikTok. So she had full control over it. You know, that's, I totally respect that. Um, but like with most things in life, a balance is probably the healthiest approach to take. I remember um, a few years back, a girl I used to go to school with um, who wasn't a Christian, she found me on Facebook and she'd become a Christian in the last few years. Um, And her dad had passed away tragically. Like he was really young, but he was having surgery um, and he had a stroke in the middle of his operation, like something really tragic. And she was reaching out to me because she knew I was a Christian and we'd been friends briefly in high school and she wanted me to pray for her and she wanted me to just listen to her vent basically um, and pour out her heart. And I remember thinking that, you know, God can do anything with the far reaches of social media um, and it can be a blessing to other people. So be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when you're on it, um, whatever platform you're using. And if you feel prompting that you're spending too much time on it and like like mary said we don't have much time on this earth um and i i often think of um john 10 10 it's kind of imprinted into my mind because it was on our fridge magnet um growing up and it says um i have come so that you may have life 
and life abundant or life to the full. Um, and, you know, hours scrolling through mindlessly um, on various apps, it just clashes with that verse. Like it really um, doesn't reflect the person, the vision that God has for your life. So be aware of your usage um, and try and bless other people with it and um, have a healthy approach and a balanced approach to social media, just like any other um, enticing thing in your life. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, yeah, social media is not all a bad thing. Um, I think that it is a tool and like with any tool, we need to be good stewards of what God has given us and, you know, um, yeah, ask God how he can use, how he can use it, how you can use it for him. Um, yeah. And like Mary was saying that it has been such a good thing um, during this time of lockdown. I know that like any little message that I get from someone just checking up or saying hi, like I'm so um, touched by that. And so definitely the communicating between people and bringing, um, yeah, God's people together like that. Um, it's definitely not a bad thing. Um, yeah. I really like that verse that Mary said. So I guess I'll just, I'll say it again um, and we'll finish off there. So Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So think about such things. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Sarah, if you could pray for us, please. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for um, the words that have been shared tonight and hopefully the wisdom um, that's been uh, disseminated from your word and from this discussion. I pray, Lord, that you would show us our hearts, that we would look in your word and that we would seek you and seek your face more than any other thing on this planet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.